This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. How are you doing this morning? I am doing great. It's so good to see the sunshine. It is. Just stay inside and look at it out your window. (laughs) It is. Uh, It's beautiful. All right. I've got to start with uh, asking you, um, you you are in many, many ways in the public health business, as is anyone that's in health care. Absolutely. You're not the Meeting County Health Department, uh, but you are, you see a lot of people, uh, you uh, see, I'm sure, all kinds of stories. I don't remember, I've been doing this a long time, and before COVID, before 2019, mm-hmm. uh, we would have we been absolutely amazed at a community if people were refusing to get vaccines from measles. Yeah, it would have been a, a huge surprise. So there's been sort of vaccine hesitation for a long time. So you'll recall back in early 2000s, there was the current concerns that perhaps vaccines would contribute to autism. And so it was misrepresented data. And we we sort of moved past that. Because it was all debunked. Correct. We had a little blip there. So so historically, there has been sort of vaccine hesitation. It's come and gone. So that's happened, you know, throughout. But it felt like a much smaller percentage of people. Or, Or more targeted toward a specific thing. And so now what I feel like we're seeing more global vaccine hesitation. So instead of I'm worried about this particular vaccine, mm-hmm. I now no longer trust vaccines. And I have to tell you, vaccines is one of the most important medical discoveries of our of, of our lifetimes, of our era yeah. of modern medicine and and has has, you know, moved us past so much suffering, if you think about it from a public health st- standpoint. So it's concerning. I hope that in the scheme of things, it's a blip in time. Maybe it's a couple of years and we can move past it. Well, we, it's been a couple of years. I know. And, and then here's <laughs> what I don't understand. Now, I get that the governor of Florida handpicked his guy because he wanted somebody that agreed with him. But now they're just saying, you, you know, it, to school age children, eh, you don't have to do it. Go. Yeah, that, that's concerning. And, and, and it underpins one of my larger concerns that seem to happen during the pandemic and as a result of the pandemic and that was um, science sort of became replaced with public opinion and politics and so science has always been sort of science separate research-based boring and quite frankly unless you were a scientist or a public health administrator you weren't probably interested in it and and we trusted um, our institutions that oversee science and that trust eroded and now we're questioning scientific facts and data and making decisions um, not from a place of science, but from a place of no viewpoint, politics, feelings, right. all the things. Or just some guy in a white coat who's a chiropractor claiming to have, mm-hmm. you, you know, knowledge about, you know. Yeah, that kind of stuff is just kooky. I'm sorry, but it's it is been a challenge. And so we go from that to like, okay, well, measles aren't a big deal, and you know, we I I just can't believe we've eradicated things that we're just going to let back in. I mean, the average lifespan a hundred years ago, people lived to like 49. Right. Right. I mean, we could go back to leeches, I guess, if you want. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but but I'd rather yeah. not. Is there any way you can do For that sure. on your own without bringing it to my kid's school? Yeah, I think that when it gets into the spaces of public health and schools, you know, then states have a lot of authority there. But the Florida's ignoring it. Well, I, you know, I feel like what you'll see is that will likely cycle and come for full circle. Um, unfortunately, of some negative outcomes and some suffering that's preventable. Okay. And that will happen. 
um, because we understand how diseases spread. Right. And again, it's science, it's public health. And but, so, we, but, but we've blanketed this stuff. I mean, yeah, now it, right. it, it just transfers for, I don't like this. So that means anything, even with the same name, like uh, it's a whole different medical problem. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to say no to all of it because it's mm-hmm. all a plot to take over my life. It's tough. And, and again, you've spoken about this before, but I believe it's fundamentally an erosion of trust. Yes. Um, it's, it's an erosion of the, trust. The, this is a, a direct mail piece from a state representative who's running for office. This is not mm-hmm. a hit piece. This is his own piece where he brags about facing off on mask looming in Springfield. Two downstate Republicans balk at COVID-19 precautions. Yeah. Precautions. He's against precautions. Yeah, and, and that's and, think about that. And running on that now when we're sort of post. But the but the pandemic. point is like this: yeah. this isn't. Uh, this is I don't even want to take a precaution yeah. for my fellow human beings. Yeah, it's tough, and it, and if that's a viewpoint, and it's a very real viewpoint that people share, um, and it comes from a place of anger and frustration over the losses that occurred. And instilling the- fear, figuring out how to thrive in that. It's at the end of the day. I, I mean this with, uh, from the bottom of my heart, and you're seeing this in some of the outcomes of looking at the primary voting and, you, you know, mm-hmm. math, like science, right. is, is math. Uh, that th- at the end of the day, fear is not enough to sustain people. It will inflame. It will get people fired up. It maybe gets you out to vote for a candidate, but it will not sustain you in life. Fear and just hate of other people is not going to make your life better. You're correct, and you juxtapose that with hope and promise and future, and that is really where we, we tend to migrate. Fear might, again, fire us up, yep. and it's short-lived. In the interim. It's short-lived. It'll fizzle. Yep. Um, hope is is the place to go. All right. Now, I, I want to get into an area uh, that, that isn't political to me, but it is now certainly political to some people, which is in vitro fertilization. Yeah. I, I am just... I'm a, let, me, let me start by stating the obvious. I'm a 56-year-old guy. Uh, but what in the world is going on? Yeah, I, it's tough. So I haven't had personal experience with this, but I did read um, our senator, so Senator Tammy Duckworth, um, who, did, who, who, used? who used in vitro fertilization post her time in acting. She went 10 years, tried to have children, was unable to conceive, and used in vitro fertilization to have her two children. And so she is sponsoring legislation around this issue. And it's interesting to me because, again, it's around science and how the process works, what happens when you are selecting those um, those eggs to um, continue with pregnancies, and then what are the ramifications for the medical providers yes. when they make those selections and, and making those, um, you know, consequences legal consequences for those procedures and when you do that it then removes the ability for the medical practitioners or the physicians to continue to offer that service and so it's it that seems to be what is happening um and it's again it's a slippery slope and the implications of that are great well listen let me just state up front uh, again if you are uh hindu or buddhist or catholic church and your belief is i shouldn't do this i'm all for you but a judge, you, you know, literally, you, you know, 
quoting God, uh, making a legal decision about what other people can do that maybe aren't of those faith, or maybe they are, and they just think that's yeah. not. Uh, we just seem to be making decisions like on stuff that has nothing to do with science or medicine or or anything anymore. I I can't, and I also don't understand. Like I I'm 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 curious if if, if one of these parties wants a woman to ever vote for them ever again. Yeah, this one's hard, and I think that you know, as a woman you know, in my 50s now, I, again, I didn't have personal experience with this, but throughout my life, I know a lot of people who conceived as a result of this. And it is the most painful story that these women will tell about watching all their friends have children, trying desperately to have rising. They needed to go through these types of procedures. And so it is a tough situation. It's very emotionally um, emotionally packed for a lot of women. And obviously, if you watch a video of Senator Duckworth speaking about this, yes. you can, pal- her, her emotions palpable. And she's a pretty reserved, I don't know if you've met her, but I have, and she is not an emotional person. And so I feel like for the people that understand this and the implications, it, it will drive a vote, I think, um, for many. Yeah. I, I Well, I just think that, that our, our founders, who had flaws and 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 great expectations and and bad stuff but the separation of of church and state is exactly what we're talking about here you have the right to freedom of your religion and beliefs anything but the state can't impose those on other people correct and i don't think you think that through wants that because of the implication it, it could have oh. on all of us in the future for me the place where this is is really something i pay close attention to is when you legislate what happens in an exam room when you legislate what happens between physician and patient it can be very problematic and have a lot of unintended consequences um, that are they're very real and, and get in the way of healthcare providers ability to do what's best and right for individual patients and so again this seems to um, very much uh, fall into that area but, but- and I think women are usually the ones where this it, it, it's our it's our healthcare decisions that this oftentimes um, becomes an issue with. And, and it's also interesting to me, as you're clamoring on about getting government out of your healthcare. Uh, We're placing it into a population's healthcare, and that's women. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, that just, it doesn't even stack up. I, I mean, you didn't care about taking caution or precautions with COVID, but you want to tell a woman what they can do with it. I just, I don't, it just makes no sense to me. Yeah, it's hard. This is a hard thing. And I think we're going to watch this. And I do think there's a a good number of people, um, you know, conservatives that are shaking their head with their colleagues around this. So I I don't think this is, I don't think it's universal. Absolutely not. In fact, I've talked to several people who hold very conservative um, viewpoints and and that's their politics. And this is not something that at all. Some of them have had in vitro. This Alabama judge, I mean, he's entitled to his freedom of religion. But when you're quoting the book of Genesis, you know, in a court case about women's reproductive rights, I mean, that is not separation of church and state. Well, and we're a, uh, we are accepted to be a Christian country, but if the Quran was quoted in a judicial opinion, oh, I think people would but, be but outraged. But he's, he's literally also using a 17th century Dutch Protestant theologian. I mean, from the yeah, 17th it's century. Tough. It's tough. It, it, it's got a lot of, of tough implications. Yeah. We just got censored. Or I, I think or that's something. yeah. I think I think that was bad. That was not turning down Fox News. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that's exactly. <laughs> I haven't done that in like a year. <laughs> it's okay, Nick. We just we just appreciate you. <laughs> All right, I got to take a break. Uh, we'll come back. I I, the, I think I finally saw a headline that can make people understand the danger of fentanyl. Oh, 
Ooh, I can't wait to hear about it. All right. And, and it is mind boggling. Uh, but we'll give you that on the other side of the break. We'll be back with more right after this. Spring is just around the corner. From the ground up, Landscapes has a few spring installation slots still available, specializing in brick patios and sidewalks, outdoor kitchens, pergolas and pavilions, water features, plant installations, and more. Contact us at ftgulandscapes.com. That's ftgulandscapes.com to request a visit to discuss your job. Give us a call at 233-1310. 1310 from the ground up landscapes by design for style. Hello, I'm Chuck Eric, winning class conservative Republican candidate for state representative in the 88th district. I say working class as I came from a lower middle class family. My parents were factory workers and so was I until I dedicated my life to practicing law. I've been doing so since 1997. And since 2011, I've served on the McLean County Board. Presently, I am chairman of the Justice Committee and ranking member on the Finance Committee. I've also served as chairman of my county Republican Party. And since 2011, I've served on the McLean County Board. The rubbers had to meet the road. I have been a reliable, consistent, effective conservative. I led the fight in my county for small businesses to stay open and survive during the COVID pandemic in 2020. I also introduced a resolution to ban our tax dollars from being used for illegal immigrants. I'm asking for your vote in the Republican primary. Vote for an experienced conservative. Vote Chuck Erickson. Paid for by friends of Chuck Erickson. The Mount Zion Spring Craft Show at the Mount Zion Convention Center is back. The perfect place to find unique, handmade items for your home. The Craft Show starts Friday night, March 1st from 7 till 9 and continues on Saturday the 2nd from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. Admission is free and available for Pigeon of Doris Yoder. For more information on the Mount Zion Spring Craft Show, call 864-5424 or Facebook.com slash Mount Zion Craft Shows. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. I've gotten to the point where I can enjoy NXS music and forget how the guy died. Well, that's good. Maybe? I have... For just forgotten, not I've got to look it up. Yeah, Google it. Uh, all right, uh, here's the 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 headline: the stop in my tracks, and and I feel like I know just how dangerous fentanyl is, and, and I know um, why we should have the antidote to that everywhere people are, uh, uh, or sure. as much as we can. California, state of California, seized enough fentanyl last year to kill everyone in the world twice. Yeah. Now, Nick mentioned earlier, like, okay, well, if you seize that much, I mean, you know, what percentage of the of the drugs that are out there do you seize? You know, and even if you seized half, which seems like a very large number, then that means there was just enough fentanyl in the state of California to kill the world four times over. Correct. That that really, to me, if you can't understand the danger that we're talking about, uh, that puts it in perspective. You're absolutely correct. And it is scary. Um, And at the same time, you know, we all have the opportunity to have good conversations with with our kids and with the people in our lives. And, you know, dabbling with drugs in the 70s 
was I I I, I don't know I I was young you know mm-hmm. but I think it was a different thing and it was safer. Yeah, there, I think to you, perspective to you to get change. to the point where mm-hmm. crack cocaine became mm-hmm. such an epidemic for the most part. Correct. Young people experimented, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, people didn't realize the dangers of cocaine in the 70s. I think it was way more popular than people would probably believe. Mm -hmm. People have been smoking marijuana. Even the marijuana today is different than it was then. And and so I think in some ways, the boomers and even the people my age at the other side of Gen X look at like a nostalgia thing of like, okay, well, it wasn't that big a deal. it's part of concert going and and part of the... Marijuana today uh, is not what... you, you. you know, the ditch weed stuff that most kids were experimenting right. with in the 70s or the 60s. It's dangerous. Now. And and when you don't know what's in anything, you might think you're taking one thing and it's not. You, and you your know, dealer doesn't probably know no, what's in it either. No, and, and you don't have uh, any idea... Uh, you know, heroin, it, you know, people were not going to overdose on heroin, right. you know, the first time they tried it, more than likely. This stuff is killing yes. people right and left. So much so. And I had such an interesting conversation with my 14-year-old just Tuesday, uh, yesterday, and it was, we were discussing the the drug screening process for athletes in the schools because right. she went to her freshman orientation. And we were then talking about vaping. And she said, well, if you vape, will that show up on your drug screen? And she didn't understand that it depends on what you put in the vape. Right. You know, and so there's so much misconception. So I could see a high school student thinking, well, lots of people vape, vaping's safe, but what's in the vape? Yeah. And not understanding that that can change and vary. And so it's just, it's interesting if you have conversations with the, with the teenagers and the people in your life, what they really don't understand and, and they want to understand it and know it. So again, I would encourage you to talk to people, talk to, if there's young people in your life, have those conversations because, you know, really nothing, you know, that is obtained on the streets or that is illicit is safe. Um, you can, you must assume that it is laced with fentanyl or cut with fentanyl. And now the, the mechanisms are all so different. You can snort, you can, you know, it's not just injectables. Now we have vapes. And there's a lot of things being put in a vape that, that, you, that may not be safe. Okay. So I think it's important to have the conversations. And, and and having the ability to counteract it where people are, schools, You're wherever. And, and I know available. that there's always been from clean needles to mm-hmm. condoms, there's always this outcry <laughs> that if we stop that, we're going to curb the behavior. Sure, Young people are going to do stupid things. You know, people are going to do stupid Correct. things of all ages. Sometimes you'd think you're not doing a stupid thing because you think you know you don't. Right. Uh, and is that worth losing a child forever? I, no. I, because you didn't want to admit that your school had students in it that might experiment. Correct. Um, Narcan can be um, administered in schools. Um, the state of Illinois has blanket um, orders that have been given so that you know school officials can administer Narcan. And so it is legal in the state of Illinois. It should be administered. It should be on... on um, available. And so if I'm a parent with a a student, I'm asking my school administrators how that's handled, because it's important to know what that looks like. And I think if I'm a parent or, you know, in in an area where there's young people, I have Narcan in my car, Narcan in my home. Um, It's important. It's easy to obtain. And um, I think it's just in this day and age, it's necessary. You know, and again, I'm a a nurse and a public health official. And so I I think this way, but I really think it's smart to think this way in general, 
Um, it's a safety issue. We protect against everything. We pay out the wazoo for sure insurance. We do. We, we do. do all of these we things. We wear our seatbelts. And, 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 and there's also, look, I, I, and it's not a one-size-fits-all argument. I mean, I, yes, you have to figure out, A, why so much of it's getting through and coming through and who's doing 100%. that. And, and, and all that. That's not, it's not one or the other. Oh, it's no. all of the above. Yeah, you, you, it's, it's common sense. You know, again, it's important to get to the root cause of this problem, and I'm 100% behind us doing that as a nation. Um, and that would be my expectation of our of our lawmakers. At the same time, it doesn't make sense to not arm yourself or or protect yourself and your family against threats that we are know that we know are there. All right. <laughs> I, I just heavy topic. Well, no, it, it, I just think that. If, it's it's always been this way, uh, you, you know. Uh, certain people just think, well, we we don't have those problems. It's like, well, look, you're not doing the math. Uh, whether it's mental health, you know, whether it's addiction, you know, whether it's you know fentanyl showing up in your schools, it, it it's not all confined to DPS. Yeah, it's important, no matter where your kids are, to have conversations with them. Yeah. You'll be amazed. It it it'll be good. Um, and that connects you to them, and it helps you to know the right things to do to protect them. When I was young, we were really stupid. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't like drugs, but, man, we liked alcohol. Uh, and my kids at the private school, my friends, they had more money to buy stuff with. Uh, uh, and, it, I mean, it, it was more prevalent. <laughs> Their parents had a better liquor. There right. than, no, I'm talking about it, but just about a little yeah, about anything. Sure. Uh, so it is out there. The difference being, you know, you might get caught and get a misdemeanor slap on the wrist versus losing your life, exactly. child, the rest of your lives. Exactly. That is have, a huge difference. Huge. Just have the conversations. Yep. Thank you very you much. Let's let me end on, uh, let's end on some hope and some fun. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, we have, uh, are you, are you a movie fan, TV fan? I mean, do you, do you consume like not that kind lot. of, not a lot, not a lot. Do you have any show you watch? Is there anything you look forward to seeing? Not really. Right now, my my son's got me watching The Last Dance, so we're on episode five. Wow, so, you are so, behind. Yeah, yeah, that tells you a little bit about me. That's that's good show though. Yeah, I wish yeah. I could go back and watch He's it for the first it three time times, again. Yeah, and so I'm I'm he he says, "Mom, you got to watch this with me." So. Okay, I just don't watch a lot of TV. Uh, that's fine, but if you do though, you're kind of maybe more documentary. You like yeah. finding out that okay? Yeah, I lean I lean towards that. Um, are you a football fan? Yeah, I like to watch football. Okay, uh, then on Apple TV, yeah. uh, every Friday they're releasing two episodes. I think there's four out already called okay. The Dynasty, and oh. it takes the whole 20-year Patriots, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick Ooh. journey. It's fascinating. I bet. Well, and I bet you particularly like it. Yeah, but you forget a lot of things. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you would think you remember life, and then you go back and revisit, and you go, I forgot all about that. How did I forget that? It's really I, well done. I'm sure it is, and I recall for decades you've kind of had that man crush on well, Tom Brady. It wasn't a man so. crush. It was oh. a it, – look, okay. everybody's going to – same thing with Checo, and everybody goes, oh, you jumped on Red Bull. No, the guy was like with uh, you, you know, team when I started watching. I just got to it later than everybody right. else. But I had to take them because Kayla Hugo, who was the co-host, was in love with the Rams and Kurt uh. Warner. And, and one of the things you'll learn in this documentary, nobody gave the Patriots a chance of winning that Super Bowl. Sounds you good. couldn't get anybody. So I didn't go in there with Tom Brady and the six-time Super Bowl. I went in there as the biggest underdogs in the history of the Super Bowl, and they won. And you wrote that and then i rode that horse smart yeah why not well that one sounds good i'll watch that with my son the, every friday night two new episodes so i think the first two yeah. fridays are out and then you have something to look forward to and you don't have to watch 10 in a row there you go i know what's queued up next the dynasty it's on the apple dynasty. tv and if you want to get into the messy stuff there from a global perspective unbelievable you've been listening to the newhoff media podcast network for more visit newhoffmedia.com